You're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholes and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to episode 17 of the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds, and I'm delighted to welcome onto the line, it is the editor of the Toolstation Western League Bulletin, Mr Tom Hiscott. Hello, Tom. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well, thanks. How about yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad at all. Still dodging those showers. So Mm. uh, I can't complain. Unfortunately, um, the weather... And acts of God appear yeah. to have um, uh, have played merry hell with our with our fixtures again. Um, yeah. Although I am pleased to say that we have got a um, we we do have a few games um, to discuss We're with the uh, the Ilfracoom manager Clem Benelic. Um He joins us this week. We haven't had Clem on the podcast this season, so I thought we'd remedy that. But unfortunately, their their game against some Blazy um, um, was postponed. Uh, and uh, the other manager that we haven't heard from yet this season, um, but we get on this week, is Liam Greening from from Shirehampton, and they've been having a lot of fun with Canesham, and we'll find out <laughs> um, we'll find out all about that um, later in the podcast. But we'll kick things off on Saturday, the eighteenth of November, Tom. Uh, I know you find this difficult to talk about um, heavy scorelines involving mm-hmm. Millbrook, but I, I, I don't yeah. really think there's anywhere else we can start, can we, between Buckland and Millbrook? Well, no, and you've already you've got three games to choose from. We've got to we've got to chat about something. So yeah, that is where we will we will start uh, another heavy defeat for for the away side. Unfortunately, it's look, looking like a bit of a bit of a sorry season, isn't it? Hopefully, they can you know find some sort of uh, respite and turn it round. But it's not looking that way at the moment. Um, but yeah, for Buckland, obviously, uh, they've enjoyed themselves in front of goal. Um, yeah, and it was a couple of the usual suspects: Jared Lewington and Ryan Bush. Uh, he's got a hat tricks, so, uh, which probably isn't a surprise for for, for much of uh, how well how well they're both going this this campaign. Uh, Bush uh, scored twice in either half. In fact, he he scored four on Saturday. Uh, Lewington uh, did had an excellent start to the game. Scored three goals in the opening 35 minutes. It was one of those that um, yeah they sort of started hot, finished hot, didn't really let up. Unfortunately for Millbrook, <clears throat> I know they've um, yeah. As I say, their their goal difference is not looking pretty at the moment, and uh, yeah, took another heavy beating on uh, Saturday afternoon. Slightly closer affair between mm. Helston <laughs> and uh, an Oldland Abertonians, Tom. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, I know we're going to touch on the tables later, but this is a yeah big result for Helston. Two um, nil uh, for them at home to uh, Oldland. Uh, eighth minute header from Jordan Bentley was the early goal which separated them for for much of the afternoon. That was how it stayed. So it was a, it was a pretty tight affair. Oldland had. Uh, yeah, managed to, to to keep in touch, but it was uh, yeah they were always uh, not quite able to find the back of the net, and uh, Helston made them pay uh, in the final quarter, and that was Jamie Simmons. He fired home, uh, made it two 0 and that was how it stayed. So uh, another win for for Helston. And finally, um, Tor Point took on high flying Bridgewater United. Yeah, and a mega crowd considering as touched on the weather, it wasn't a wasn't a particularly pretty Saturday afternoon. Uh, but uh, yeah, two hundred odd down there at Tor Point, and it was a. A big win for the hosts, uh, a two-one victory over over Bridgewater, and uh, another another result that's had a, a bit of an effect on on the tables and and, and some other stuff as well. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, United uh, pretty much second best for for much of the game really, and it was only a, a 98th minute penalty that got them on the on the score sheet. In fact, so to a point, yeah, much the better side, uh, and it was um, yeah they five minutes Gary Hurd put them in front, and uh, yeah they stayed ahead for. Actually, afternoon, Ryan Smith then added a second. And, uh, yeah, as I say, um, there was a, a late consolation for the, the visitors. But, yeah, the glory and, and the points go to Tor Point on Saturday afternoon. 
Uh, now, one other game, uh, well, one of the many games that was postponed was um, Elfacoon Town's um, match with St Blasey. Um, but um, it would appear that there was a little bit more going on in Ilfracombe than the weather. And that's where I started my conversation with Clem Benelic, discussing the reasons why that game didn't go ahead and not for the reasons that you might think. Yeah, so um, unfortunately, we lost power. Um, the Friday night we had a lot of rain um, and I, I'll be honest I, I thought the game would be off because it would be waterlogged the ground staff did a great job to get the game on which was brilliant we were all super excited and to be fair to some busy guys you know they turned up super excited for the game um, and then yeah just pretty much on arrival um, we had a, had a major power cut not just at the football club but the, the sort of the area around as well the houses Um we did everything we could. I thought the referee was was brilliant. I thought he sort of gave us every chance to to try and make sure we could play. Um, and I've I've also got to say, you know, to the St Blasey management team, um, players, everyone involved. I thought they were absolutely spot on. And um, yeah, it was absolutely gutting to to unfortunately, you know, for them to have a wasted journey. But it was it was fully out of our control. Um, someone turned up to have a look at, you know, maybe doing a temporary fix or whatever it might be and ended up saying, that, you know, that the road had to be dug up and it wasn't going to be a, a quick fix in the next hour. So, yeah, unfortunately it was postponed. Um, but, yeah, like I say, we did everything we could and unfortunately it was out of our hands. Well, I, I saw Tony Alcock on um, Sunday and uh, he was telling me that when I think power was finally returned to Ilfracombe later that evening, um, of course, I think the club's lights had been obviously in an attempt to you know, get them going, had been left on and the place was lit up like a Christmas tree at about 11 o'clock at night. So um, I'm sure that um, when electricity did finally return to that road, um, uh, it was in glorious technicolor. Uh, um, everybody would have seen um, um, your football ground um, lit up uh, in all of its glory. Um, yes. <laughs> yes you, you were, of course, in action last night. It was a, a very close run, um... Uh, Les Phillips Cup tie against Bridgewater United, and I, I'm I'm sorry to say um, that you know in the best in the best spirit of of English football, of course, you 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 fell foul to the dreaded penalties. Yes, we did. Um, a cruel way to go. Um, always a horrible way to decide, you know, those sort of games because it was fiery. Um, you know, I thought performance-wise, I thought we were brilliant. We we went there with a bit of a game plan. Um, we didn't just sit in. Um, we, yeah, we did a bit of both really, which was nice. I thought we were defensively solid, and then we tried to sort of counter um, quickly. We tried to move them out of shape, and I thought we did it brilliantly. Um, and it was a shame. I mean, you know, looking at their squad, very, very good. It potentially could have been a night where we could have upset and you know caused a few problems. And I think to some extent, for large parts, we did that. And I think both teams would would say a, a draw. Um, after the 90 minutes was a fair reflection on the game um, but yeah I, I was very pleased um, again it's sort of we're in a sort of point where it feels a little bit similar to last year to some extent where we've had a couple of injuries and it sort of snowballs where you have one or two and then suddenly you find yourself four or five deep and then um, yeah it becomes a little bit tougher but we brought a couple of lads in last night and I thought they were absolutely fantastic and it was just a hard working performance which was yeah which was great for myself and Jackson um, we were just really pleased with the performance, and then penalties is a little bit of a lottery. I'm a big believer of, yeah, of course, you make your own luck, but 
yeah, on the night, unfortunately, with the penalties, Bridgewater held their nerve a little bit better than us. Obviously, that was a cup game. But in terms of your league campaign, you haven't played for nearly a month. Uh, that last game came on October the 28th. It was a defeat away at Oldland Abertonians. Uh, I mean, has that has that game been sort of been replaying over in your mind for the last four weeks? Yeah, to some extent. Um, I think before that that game, we had a you know quite a decent little run. I think we won four in five games, including a couple of cup games, um, which was good. Um, and yeah, that that day we turned up. You know, again, no excuses, but it felt like one of those days we had half the squad turn up late and didn't really get a great warm up. The pitch was. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the best, um, and the conditions didn't help. And I think you know it was one of those where they probably played the conditions a lot better than we did. They could cope with it a lot better than we could, and and we need to adapt quickly to that because I said to the boys afterwards that it's football now for the next few months, and that's why I was really pleased last night. You know, came up against a big, strong, streetwise side, and we stood up to it. Um, and away at Oldland, we didn't really do that, and we were quite naive, um, which was a shame because. Although we did create a lot of chances, we sort of went against our, you know, some of our strengths in in defence and did the opposite. We we became a little bit loose at times and maybe tried to chase the game even at nil nil early doors. So yeah, um, we've got a chance to put it right this Saturday because we actually play them at home this Saturday. So um, that will be our chance to, to hopefully put things right. Yes, yeah, we'll have a chat about that in a bit. But, um, I, I mean, I noticed your purple patch in form. I wondered whether that was going to be an opportunity for you to be sort of, you know, heading up the table. So when you reflect on your current league position, 13th, um, I mean, how happy are you with what, the way your season's gone so far? In patches, I think it's been it's been very good. Um, and then there's been a couple of games where I've been, I've been quite disappointed with, with certain things. And... I think that's the nature of the Western League, which is great. That's what we want. Um, you know, we want it to be a challenge every week and a different challenge. So that's exciting. It's great. It's fresh for the players as well. And I think, yeah, and I think to some extent that's probably slightly, you know, it sums us up a little bit. I think now I've said to the lads that, you know, we need to be a bit more consistent. If we can win our next two, potentially, then we can go up to something like eighth or ninth. And then suddenly you never know. And I think momentum in football is massive um, so if we can put a good little run together then why can't we start to break into that top eight that top seven possibly even higher you never know um, and the good thing is we've got no major pressure so I've taken the pressure off the boys the club don't put lots of pressure on you know the management team and that sort of thing so we can we can express ourselves and we can enjoy things and we can try new things and um, yeah that's the great thing about Ilfacombe and I think that is why we can, you know, hopefully go on these sort of little mini runs and, and try and get ourselves back up the table. Did, I mean, did you have a target for where you wanted the side to finish this season? I try not to, I'll be honest. I try not to put um, a definite target on things. Um, and I think, you know, I, I think it's too early to probably say exactly where we'd like to be or where we will be. Um, but it will certainly be, you know, higher than where we are now. Like I said, if we can put a, you know a few wins together, then why can't we be up in those sort of areas? Um, and and a lot of things can change in football in you know a week or two. <laughs> You've seen with you know Old and Abertonians with Lady going in there, and then suddenly their fortunes will change, and I'm sure they will start to you know pick up some some wins and shoot up the table eventually. And yeah, so I think a bit of luck, maybe one or two um, key players that would 
sort of make a difference because we do shape our team around one or two and I think when you know when we've got those back I think it's important that we can go back to sort of the style of play we like to play with um, and then yeah hopefully go back up so I'd say you know I always like to think let's, heart, let's push and finish as high as we can I try not to put a you know a definitive number on it because obviously you've mentioned before that you've got Oldland um, again uh, this uh, this week with this weekend, um, and, and and obviously the motivation to sort of put that defeat right is going to be is going to be obvious. And then there's the incentive. Dare I say it? You've got Millbrook coming up the week after, and of course their you know difficulties this season are very well documented. So a positive result against Oldland is a fantastic springboard into Millbrook and it could set up a really enthralling game against Helston. I mean, I was at your game with them last season and although they're flying high, a very strong side, um, I guess you and your team can feel very confident that you can give them a game on your day. Of course, yeah. And I think that's what um, I like the drive and the sort of motivation from our lads is that you know, we've really got to go out and try and win these sort of Oldland, Avertonians, um, Millbrook, those sort of games at the moment. And then when we come up against the top teams, I think, you know, the lads are very good at motivating themselves. So we've, you know, we came very close against the Buckland, Helston away, 2-0 up, probably should have been 3 or 4 nil up at half-time. Um, we did end up losing the game, but we've gone close. And I think, again, with Bridgewater last night, you know, I think we're quite good at, playing those big games I know they're all big games but you know those sort of games so I, I do look forward to those because I think like I said if we can sort of start that snowball effect with two wins in the next games whatever it might be um, and then go into that Helston game with purely no pressure at all and be able to enjoy it because I've, I've always said at we've we always set the lads up to, to enjoy it as much as they can because I think if you're enjoying it you play well you play well and you enjoy it. And I think I've said that to you guys before on here. And um, that's a great thing we've got. We've got a lot of lads that all play for each other, um, play for myself and Jackson, the club, and, you know, love it. And that's what I think it probably adds 10 points a season on for us um, because there's a couple of little things that, you know, we struggle with, with geography-wise and a couple of other teams that maybe you've got more, more resources. But I think we make up for it by, you know, being that side that all comes together, definitely. And my thanks to Clem for his time. And now a word from our sponsors. Whatever the job, with over 25,000 products in stock and ready to go, you can click, collect and conquer at Toolstation. Now, moving on to the first division. Few more games played in our first division than in the Prem. Uh, and we'll kick things off at Bristol Telephones, where the visitors were Hallen. Yeah, and uh, the home side was the uh, uh, the victor in this one. Uh, slightly earlier kick on it was two o'clock, so the uh, yeah the result was in before uh, minute well, all the others of course, and it was a couple of goals uh, uh, from Scott Saunders and then Craig Wilson, so one and either half, and uh, that was enough for for the phones to run out two one winners. So uh, yeah, handing Halland a, a, a defeat, so it was a good good result for for Bristol Telephones on Saturday. Uh, league leaders Portishead, they continue their relentless pursuit um, for glory this season. They travelled to Cadbury Heath, but it was a, a strong showing, wasn't it, from the uh, Bristol side? Yeah, it really was. And uh, it was their main man back in uh, back in uh, back in form, Ethan Felton, uh, the leading marksman in uh, in the entire division and in the in the Western League, in fact. And uh, it, oh, I, I, I think I put in the bulletin that he'd been a bit quiet over the recent weeks. Mm. I don't know if he's uh, been 
been out or just uh, short of goals. I'm sure he's I'm sure he's influencing the games because he's a yeah he's a big player for Porter's head. But yeah, he was back amongst the uh, the goals on Saturday on and in some some fashion as well. A uh, couple of early goals, both assisted by Callum Townsend, uh, put them two 0 up. Uh, there was a, a, a goal for the Heath uh, pretty soon after from Zach, Zach Jeetham that got them got them back into the game, uh, but that was yeah that was as close as they got. And then six minutes later it was that Feltham scored again, uh, and this was all in the first half. So he made a, a rip roaring start to the game, and uh, they that, that made it three one, and that was how it stayed. So yeah, another win for for the league leaders, and I'm, uh, yeah we'll have a quick update on the tables later, and we'll see how that's affected things. I, I I'd noticed he'd gone a bit quiet <laughs> in um in, in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Course, it begs the question, you know, can you know it's all very well and good doing it when the sun's out, but you know, <laughs> could he do it on a wet November day at Cadbury Heath? Well, it turns out that he can. Having said that, of course, he's still got some way to go to score as many goals as Matt Huxley. Um, mm. but he's uh, he's making a, a, a pretty good fist of it, <laughs> to be fair. Uh, but uh, well, actually, what a wonderful segue to our, our next yeah, match absolutely. between Canesham Town and Shirehampton. Now, what a week Canesham and Shirehampton <laughs> have had. In two games, they managed to score as many goals between them as as, as Ethan Feltham has managed this <laughs> season. Quite quite remarkable, Tom. Um, well, you know, <laughs> over to you. <laughs> over to me. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll see what I can do because, as you say, it's been, uh, yeah, it's it they've been close to rugby scores, haven't they? I mean, the the, the Les Phillips Cup game on the uh, it was either Tuesday or Wednesday, I can't quite remember, but that was um, pretty crazy. I think. Shirehampton overturning it was either a four, three or four goal deficit to to end up nine four winners, uh, so you'd think they yeah the, the sides coming back on Saturday afternoon same venue uh, same uh, same sides whatever and what have you you think maybe they'd uh, try and shut up shop a little bit maybe uh, concentrate on the defence but that didn't that didn't prove to be the case. Uh, not quite as many goals in in the league game just the ten on Saturday just the ten on Saturday afternoon. Uh, and it was, uh, but to be fair to Kensham, they managed to managed to turn the tables on uh, on Shirehampton and ended up winning by seven goals to three. So yeah, another absolute thriller. Um, and yeah, so, I mean, it's pretty pretty crazy game. Scott Bamford uh, breaking the deadlock for for the away side after only seven minutes, but then it was uh, yeah, Kensham uh, pretty much dominant for the for the remainder of the the first half. Uh, skipper Jake Wilson drawing them level, uh, and then Joe Davis making it two one. Uh, Scott Bamford did uh, did pull it pull it back to two all. I think he'd got a hat trick in the in the cup game, and he uh, yeah um, uh, was back among the goals on Saturday afternoon. But it was uh, Joe Davis again uh, who scored twice in quick succession right at the end of the first half. Uh, so completing his hat trick uh, and making it four uh, two at half time. Tough to keep up, I know, but that was uh, that was where we where we were at the point. Uh, it was then Bamford, of course, who scored again. Uh, right at the beginning of the second half, making it 4-3, uh, completing his second hat-trick of the week against the same opponents. Uh, but yeah, fortunately for Canesham, there was no epic comeback this time and they managed to managed to push on themselves and enjoy the best of the uh, the action in, this, in the second half. Uh, and it was Jamar Thomas uh, scoring twice to, to put it out to 6-3. And you'd think, well, I mean, I was going to say they probably had it probably home and, home and hose by then, but you, you just never know when these two, these two meet. But it was, it did prove to be enough and uh, they added another one. Uh, late on so as I say ended up winning by seven goals to three and they take home the three points what a week <laughs> well that was all the excuse I needed to get hold of Liam Greening the uh, Shirehampton manager and I started off the interview by asking Liam exactly what Shirehampton have been playing with Canesham because it really doesn't look like football <laughs> yeah it was a uh, it was a uh, a good week for a neutral supporter, I suppose. But uh, I think Kingston suppose when Tuesday, Wednesday night were happy, and our supporters wouldn't have been happy uh, Saturday. So 
story of two, I don't know if it's two good attacking sides or two bad defensive teams, really. Um, yeah, it's not, it wasn't great um, football to be in, involved with. Um, even winning 9-4, it's, it's dog and duck, really. It shouldn't happen. I said it after the game, you shouldn't, we shouldn't need to be winning, scoring five goals to win a game of football. Um, uh, yeah, I know. And I did say it Saturday after we lost. Uh, not happy, and and it's embarrassing really to be winning nine for it. It shouldn't happen at this level of football. The standards should be high enough that these sort of things don't happen, and they shouldn't happen reg like over a week twice. You might get a freak odd freak result depending on weather conditions, stuff like that, but. Shouldn't be nine fours and seven threes in the Western League. It it shouldn't happen, and maybe it it tells you a bit about the standard at the moment. I'm not sure. Well, I mean, to be fair, when I look back at your results over the course of the season, you you are a side that likes to score a lot of goals. I mean, you put five past um, Longwell Green not that long ago. Um, so, I mean, do you have a deliberately open style of play, or or have the events of the last week and perhaps this season been no. had you pulling your hair out? It's a difficult one, really. I'll be the truth be told. There was always a few concerns about the way we played. Um, I used to like to when we come up from the county league, we kept I think it was 19 clean sheets. Uh, we're based on having a a strong defence, we say, and and defending first, and obviously having knowing we had Scott and Ryan at the top end of the pitch, try and nick things. Um, and last year was no different to that. Two banks of four with two good centre forwards. And we made ourselves hard to beat at all times. Football, people would say, weren't always pretty on the eye. But this year I've sort of taken into account what people maybe want a little bit more, play a bit more football through midfield, be a bit more open. We've been found right out from it. We're not defensive, we're not, we're not strong enough defensively, but that's to do with personnel this year as well. Um, so while we're playing a bit more open football and we're not shutting up, I am probably got the players I've lost last year Alex Wilson was our left back he's gone to Australia Jordan Laraway left the club James Kenway's now done his ACL Dan Spicer done his ACL uh, Mitch Green Mitch Green uh, said he's not playing at the moment so I've lost all of last year's defence really I had a goalkeeper George um, in, in goal anymore either so I've lost five of last year's back four the county league season I had a great defence, if I'm honest. I had Kieran, my brother. I had Jamie Turner. I had um, uh, George Rook was playing really well. Obviously, I had Adam Ford at the time playing. It, obviously, levels dictate uh, as you go along, you're going to lose people. But for the level we were at, we had a good defence. And unfortunately, this year, we're all at sea back there. And, um, and it's not good enough. And the ones I'm trying to sign, we've got no budget. So it makes it even harder. And the ones I tried to sign maybe haven't been good enough either. But you're just trying to you trying to improve it, but it's very, very difficult. And Saturday, I'll be honest with you, um was the worst defensive uh performance I've ever been involved in, both watching and managing like any team. It was horrific. Um and the lads knew that. And it's where we go with it. I don't know if there's, from my point of view, I don't know if, if you can improve it. You know, you can be very harsh on people, but if the ability maybe isn't there for the level of football, then you, you're going to struggle. 
and that might sound very harsh, might sound really, really bad on certain people, but like, it's the truth at the end of the day sometimes. It, and it's up to lads to prove that wrong. But, I mean, after Saturday, I'm not just Saturday. I mean, you've got to look at how many goals we're letting in. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, and it's got to a point now where enough's enough. And, yeah, we, uh, I can make, I can threaten to make as many changes as I like, but I've got to be able to bring the players in. And at the moment, I can't bring them in. It's, um, I'm really struggling with it. Uh, and it's something I've got to continue to work on. I haven't got to chuck the towel in on it. I've got to keep believing that there's players out there. I've got to keep going and watching games. I've got to keep getting out there. I've got to keep in with my contacts. And I've got to find myself a couple of defensive players that can help strengthen us up because in front of that, we're we're good. We're, we're, we're very good and you can see by the goals we score if I could just tighten that defence up and it's frustrating because we'd be a very good side if I could but my hands are a little bit tight at the moment and I can't seem to get these players in to, to help me sort of make us a bit more successful and I thought like I say if we could tighten up you could see like you've said already we do score goals and I don't think whilst we do play a bit more open um that 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 obviously leaves us a bit a bit open at the back, but they're individual errors, Ian. Like so, they're not. It's not like a unit um, where we're defensively all over the shop. It's individual errors all the time. Like and it's it's individuals costing us. Not not in not sort of a defensive unit as such, if you know what I mean. So it's just scratching your head, wondering where we're going to go with it, and people think it's entertaining. I can assure you, uh, it's not entertaining for me. It's anything but, <laughs> and it 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 really is. Like I, I'm pulling me out with it. Um, but it's not entertaining for me, and it's not any fun for me at the moment. Um, whilst ever is might, I know the social media takes off, and and you read the call. I can't even read them because it's it's hurting so much at the moment. And knowing how close we are to being a, a very good side. And just having needed a couple of defenders that that can defend first, really, to give us a chance in the games. Yeah, demoralising. Well, that's coming across. I can hear that in the tone of your voice. Um, now, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it's such a shame because, of course, you did extraordinarily well last season. You got all the way through to the playoff final, and I wondered whether perhaps some of your indifferent form this season. Do you think that might be a hangover from what you achieved last season? Yeah, I've I've used that word hangover from it, and but the but we have done incredibly well over the two years, and we're doing incredibly well again because no one will work harder at it than me to 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 move it back forward. I'm not one of these that's just going to sit back and feel sorry for myself. I might come across so I am now, but I'm not. I'm just fed up of it all at the moment because I'm not getting anywhere with it. But I will I will break through. It might not be right this week. It might not be. It might. T- I don't know when it'll be, but I'll get it right. Um, we, like I say, luckily for us, we score goals. Um, probably the wrong time to do this interview, really, because I am on the right. I am very disappointed with the lads who played Saturday, and especially defenders, and not just Saturday going on. Even Kingston were 3-0 down in, in the week. And I know we won 9-4, but we should have been 6-7-0 down at half-time in that Kingston game. That's, that's that's no pulling no punches. That that should have happened, and we got back into the game through three set plays because they're a young side and we scored three headers. 
weren't in the game up until then, and they crumbled. Um, it was a weird game, but then it shouldn't happen again Saturday. Like we've literally, and it, it's probably the wrong time for me to be speaking because I am down a little bit down about it. But when you get these problems and that, it's no point shrinking and going into the corner and like like thinking the world's gonna. You've got to come out fighting, and I will. But it's hard to come out fighting when you haven't got the weapons to fight. And I got to go out and somehow try and find a, a partnership or a a way to defend better um, in these games because we score goals. We're competitive all over the pitch. We've got individual errors in us at the back that have gone on far too long this year that, that are just costing us. Now, these two years we've had have been brilliant. And I, I'll argue with anyone, last year we didn't win the playoffs that was some achievement for our football club to do what we did, to go to Oldland in front of all them people um, in our first year. And we had a rocky patch around Christmas and we bounced back from it. And we had to go with them last nine games and get the results. And people will look back on that. Lots of people could be negative um, about the way we played football, the way we did things last year, everything else. At the end of the day, it was successful for us. On the day, we were gutted. Um, obviously not winning that game but when you look back it was some achievement to to have taken us that far to go and beat Wales in the semi-final to go and win I think it was seven of our last eight games when we weren't we were up against it and and Bishop Sutton were pushing us all the way it was a brilliant an amazing achievement and if we'd have got over the line that game it would have been I don't think I possibly may have even achieved better in terms of what you've got to work with to to go and do but it didn't happen and we've had to dust ourselves off it was a hard summer I'll give you that it was hard on the summer because everyone was a bit down then we've had all these injuries at the start of the year and that was nothing to do with a hangover that was just pure bad luck and then we've lost our whole defence from last year and I've not really been able to replace it and it's been very very difficult and I'm the one that's got a come away hurting every week and I'm the one that's got to get on the phone and while you're hurt and get knocked back knocked back even more <laughs> so it makes life even worse because you're in a bad mood anyway you're, you're thinking I can solve it and then you're just getting knocked back there's, there's obviously money available at the level which we haven't got and I'm happy with that I don't, there's no complaints with me over budgets or we know what we are We last year we proved you don't need a budget to go and achieve things at this level we, we did it with spirit. We did it with being organised. And we just, we're on the back foot at the moment. And it's hard to get going again because there are people around us that can spend money and get better players. And we've, we've like I say, we've lost our all back four. And, uh, and we're really, really struggling back there at the moment. But it will improve. I, it will improve, trust me. But I, when? I'd, I'd like it to improve yesterday, but I, I'm not getting anywhere with it at the moment. I am um, well. I promise that next time we speak, it will be after you've had a win, um, because um, yeah. Normally, because normally I do do interviews with managers after they've won, and I think if anybody wonders why, then probably listening to this interview will give you, yeah, give you a pretty I mean, clear indication. And, and I, I, like you say, it's, it's, you're dying and you don't. I'm not. I am a little bit dying about it all at the moment because I know how the lads work as well. So whilst I'm like. I can't accept the defensive mistakes that we're making, and that's gone on too long now. So that's that's like a given now. We're like, there's no more protecting these players because they're 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 doing it all the time, and it's it, it can't be protected anymore. The re- 
that they, that what I've never, what I will say about all of them is they were they're so honest and they work so hard. And I feel sorry for like the lads in midfield, the lads up front. I feel sorry for them. But one thing we are, we've had the like vultures sniffing around some of our players and that, and they turned them down. And they know we're going to get it right. They, the players knew we were going to get it right. And a couple of the lads could have jumped ship. They've had some good offers and they could have jumped ship, but they're happy. They know they trust what's going on. And, and they're great lads. And, it's, and, I, and I'm a bit down me, maybe, because I feel like I'm letting them down slightly because I can't get these players in. Um, but no one's working harder than me at it. And if we could sort that defence out, we'd be a match for anyone. And that's. And I can say that, like, confidently. It would be a match for anyone in the division. But I, I've just got to get this back for sort of like, as quickly as I can. But I've been trying for, well, since the start of the season, probably. And I, I can't seem to get anyone in across the line at the moment. So, yeah, it's becoming an issue, it's becoming an issue now. And we're winning one, losing one. We're obviously just below mid-table, which isn't great. But got to remember where we've come from in two years. And... And when you have these, when you have these moments like we're having now at the moment, which we're struggling. Let's not we're playing okay, but we're struggling defensively. That's how I describe it. We everyone's got to pull together. Everyone's got to um, make ourselves. We got to become a stronger unit from this, and we'll get through it. And anyone who thought we were going to go from the county league to the football league in eight seasons or nine seasons, like that, it was never going to happen. Anyone who thought we'd make the playoff final last year probably would wasn't going to happen, but it did, and it shows how quickly it can turn round. And so, likewise, next season we could turn it round again. We could turn it round this year. We're like probably achievement-wise, not going to make the playoffs or do that now. But it's so easy. It, as quickly as it's gone bad for us, it shows how quickly it can become good again. And that's what we've got to do. We've got to be positive. And I know I'm probably not coming across positive right at the interview at the start of this interview, but I'm not get what I don't want it to come. I'm not giving up. We're we're gonna we're gonna fight all the way. And like I say, I'm ringing people. I'm I'm trying my hardest. And there's no one no one fighting harder for it than me at the moment. And I'm confident we're we'll we'll get this defence sorted out. And then the rest of the team would. Uh, is already taking care of itself, and like I say, I'm, the the the, um, the loyalty shown so far, I have to say, has been superb because there's we've got some real top players in our side, like that that could have gone elsewhere, that have had options to go elsewhere, but I've stuck at it and have and like, it's pleasing for you. And then that's what I mean by when you feel you're letting them down, then you you sort of think I've got to do this for them now because. They're pushing me on as well, and and you want to do it for them. You want to show the loyalty back. And we're, we're we're whilst we're not in a great place in the league table, and we're leaking loads of goals. I think as a unit, as a team, we're 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 pretty strong still at the moment, and we've just got to make sure that continues. And uh, and we will turn the corner, mate. We will. But <laughs> I keep saying it, but we got to turn it as a big corner at the moment, and we got to try and get out of it. Um, but yeah, that's that's where we're at. It's it's not a nice place at the moment. Um, well, 
I mean, it doesn't the fixture list isn't particularly kind to you, is it? Your next game is it's at home, but it's against high flying Radstock Town. They're second in the league. They've been doing really well this season. Obviously, if you were to get a positive result against Radstock, that really could spur your your side on this season. Yeah, um, like so the, the, before these Kingston games, I think we kept our first clean sheet. We won five 0 Was it Longwell Greens? That's you right. You think that's going to spur you on? <laughs> and then you go to Kingston with no disrespect. We're we're struggling. And you let in, what's, what do we let in? 11 goals in two games against them. After You've kept a clean sheet. You think, oh, yeah, we're there. Like we're, 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 <laughs> but that just papered over the cracks. We had a good day against Longwell Green, and maybe they had a bad day. And If we can get on the front foot, which we've got to do, and we can get the ball at the pitch, and we can get Ryan and Scott and Louis Snellum and, and our attacking players, Will Gallagher, and get them on the ball. We could take the game to people and maybe keep them at the pitch. It might ease our defensive frailties a little bit, but we've got we've got to be brave on the ball at the top end of the pitch as well, and we've just got. To, and, and Radstock are a team that would have like Ray, like you can't knock what he's done. Like he, he's done what we probably did last year, playing a very similar way of football that's effective. But, I mean, I know, but you, when you look at Radstock, that's the one game you think, oh. Radstock, like they're going to put us under pressure. They're going to. It's a difficult game straight away. Like, and the players, you know, if they're not game up for them, like for the battle, for the for the second balls, for going into the corners and clearing your lines, and if you're not game on for that in that game, you're, you're going to come unstuck. It, it's not great on the eye, and people could be quick to criticise it. But look at Ray. He nearly he nearly won the Premier uh, the Premier Division with Holland. He won it with Oddbank. Um, the way he plays the game, like I would, I would have, had, I would have put money on Radstock being in the top six this year, just because of the way they do things, the way their manager goes about his business, and the way he gets his teams going. And like I say, you can have an iPad, you can go and play five-yard passes all around the football pitch, and it'll look pretty on the eye, but maybe don't get you where you need to be. Um, you've got to know where you are, what your limits are, what your resources are, and you've got to work the best way for them. And I think that Radstock game is going to be difficult. Hopefully, I've got a couple of defenders in there. Um, <laughs> but if not, it would be what it'd be. We're, we're capable of going and beating Radstock on the day with the t- same team that went out and played Keynesham. And that's the truth of it. Because it's individual errors all the time. So if these lads can stop giving goals away, stop individually making mistakes, who knows if they have a good day on the day, we're likely to score three or four goals. So there's every chance we could win every game we play in but it's just frustrating when you're scoring the goals we score and we're still not winning games um, well Liam and, look, and it's look frustrating the passion is coming through in your voice. I'm I'm absolutely convinced you are going to get it right sooner or later. It'll be fascinating to see whether that is against Radstock, but um, I can promise you that <laughs> next time we speak, later this season, um, it will be after a win and, and hopefully you can have something really positive to reflect on. Yeah, cheers, Ian. Like, thank, thanks for calling me the week we let 11 in. That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> and my thanks to Liam for his time. Now, we'll have a look at the upcoming fixtures, Tom. We'll start in the Premier Division, and I think you want to start with one of your favourites, Friday <laughs> Night Football. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's uh, potentially the... Uh... The pick of the uh, the pick of the ties in the Premier Division. I know there'll be a lot of eyes on what's going on the away side, particularly at the moment. And uh, yeah, we've got Nailsy and Tickenham hosting Bridgewater, so uh, I think that should be a 
pretty epic game to be honest um you know not not a million miles apart in in, in geographical terms um well fingers crossed for the weather i think it'll be a pretty decent crowd and uh, yeah i think it'll be a, a pretty pretty rip-roaring contest two of our top sides and uh, yeah i think it should be a, a bit epic some interesting games going on on Saturday. Falmouth obviously playing Barnstable. That's uh, quite an eye-catching um, fixture. And Helston have got some blazy. But um, I'm going to go for the irresistible force against the immovable object. We've been hearing about how good um, Clevedon Town um, have been doing this season. Uh, and they come up against a side that um, I found out from my interview on the podcast last week have been very difficult to beat. And that's Street. So mm. will Clevedon continue? Um, their um, impressive form at the top of the table and um, will they actually manage to get one over on street and not many people do that so uh, that's that's uh, that's my pick in the in the prem we'll move on to the first division tom um where are you uh, what's caught your eye and i know we've uh, we've talked a lot about Kane. i'm gonna go straight back there another home game for them they take on wells and uh, obviously wells Confidence side, um, excellent stuff in the in the vars where they still, well, as, as we know, got another another round coming up for them shortly, and uh, yeah, they travel to take on Kane. Let's see, uh, see if we can have some more uh, uh, goal action going on there on on Saturday. Yeah, that's bound to be nil all, Tom. Now you <laughs> put guarantee put the mockers on that one. Uh, um, I fear the worst now. <laughs> if um if the game can um. Um, get on if if the weather gods are kind to us. Then I was hoping to catch um, Radstock's game against uh, Cadbury Heath. I thought there were signs that Cadbury Heath's form was starting to improve. Obviously, we've heard that they uh, that they lost at the weekend. But um, yeah, be interesting. I mean, Radstock, of course, have have had a reverse recently as well. Um, so um, and I'm sure that Ray will want to get his team back to winning ways. Um, it could be a really uh, interesting game, and of course, always a very warm welcome at Southfields Recreation Ground for everybody. <laughs> Now, uh, before we um, uh, before we wrap on this episode of the podcast, I'm going to have a very quick look at the league tables. There hasn't been a lot of football played in the league because of the weather. We know that. So we didn't have a look at them last week. It's been a couple of weeks now, but just a very quick whistle stop tour um, of uh, of the Premier Division table, if you will. Yeah, of course. So I think uh, looking uh, looking towards the top, we've got new leaders in Helston. Uh, 14 games they've managed to, to get in, and they've won 10 of those uh, with 32 points and, and the best goal difference in the division, uh, 38. You've then got Bridgewater, who are in second, uh, 14 games played. They've also won 10. Uh, their uh, goal difference is slightly worse, but they're only a point off. So that's, uh, yeah, going great guns. Uh, and then Clevedon in third, who've only played 12, so a couple in hand on, on the top few. We're not surprised that there's a little bit of disparity starting to creep in with, as you say, with the the weather and, and also obviously at certain sides having uh, longer cup runs. So they are currently third, 12 games played uh, by Clevedon, nine wins and 30 points. So that's the, that's the top three in, in the Prem. And at the bottom, Millbrook yet to get off the mark um, this season. They've played 12, got any points. Uh, Wellington just above them in 17th and um, they've played 14. Uh, they've got six points and Saltash um, just above them in um, 16th. Uh, they've played 14. They've got eight points. So that's the, the foot of the Premier Division. Um, what's going on at the top of the first division, Tom? Well, it's, um, yeah, it's finally got a team smashing through the 50-point barrier. And that is, of course, Porter's Head. Uh, another win on, on Saturday, as we touched on. Uh, so they've played 20 matches uh, and they've won 16 of those. Just one defeat so far this, this season. Um, and uh, a goal difference of 47, which is unsurprising when you've got Mr. Felton doing what he's doing. And as I say, they are on now 51 points. So a five-point lead. 
uh, for them atop the division. Uh, we've got Radstock in second, also played 20, so no games in hand for them. Uh, they're on 46, but they sit in second. Very good start to the campaign. Uh, and then Cribs reserved. So we've got another victory on the weekend, another away win. Uh, 22 matches they've played, so more than half their games now under their belt. Uh, 14 wins, uh, 45 points, so uh, six behind Porter's head. Uh, and then a couple more teams that are in the uh, the 40-point range. Uh, you've got Brislington, who've played 19, obviously, last year's champs. Uh, they're on 41 points uh, with a massive goal difference of 44, which is just uh, just just a couple notches below Portshead. So I think there's still uh, plenty for them uh, to play for over the uh, the coming months. Uh, and then you've got Wincanton, who played 21, so that's half their matches played, 12 wins uh, and uh, 40 points. So uh, that's the top five in the, in the uh, the first division. And at the foot of the first division, Bishop Sutton played 21. They've got two points. Um, in 21st place is Cheddar. They've played 20 games. They've got 10 points. And then 20th is Canesham Town. They've played 18. They've got 16 points. I have a sneaking suspicion that with the way that they're firing at the moment, they may well be looking up rather than down. But uh, those are the sides uh, that find themselves at the foot of the first division. Now, all of that information is available in your excellent bulletin, Tom. Mm -hmm. Where can the uh, listeners find that? Yeah, that's on the uh, Toolstation League website. Uh, it's on the homepage. If you, you scroll down a little bit and it's uh, to the left-hand side uh, and even even when there's a few games, we do get something out there. So, uh, yeah, that comes out every week and uh, looks back on hopefully full sets of fixtures and, and looks ahead to what's coming and league tables and top scorers and whatnot. So, yeah, that, that comes out every week. Brilliant work. Um, Tom, thank you ever so much for your time. And um, I look forward to catching up with you on next week's Toolstation Western League podcast. <laughs>